I am tussling with these arms, pulling them away from my companions. Mm -hmm. And then I see that Bisk has gone in. I felt where he was pulling this inspiration and this power from trying to do the right thing. But his inexperience, he can't focus. He can't direct it. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been in the thick of it before. I I kind of felt this was going to happen with my premonition sense, my Mm -hmm. multi-sense. So as this is starting to happen, I I lash out with my telekinesis. Ooh, okay. And I do two things. One – I smash away the arms that I was immediately engaged with, uh, which cuts a clear path that I can get to Bisk directly. Okay. And I I use my telekinesis, the, the second part of it, I mm-hmm. use it to just rocket myself to him. Okay. And I use a a physical connection. Mm-hmm. To then strengthen his uh, – to strengthen the power, the Ooh, focus yeah. of his power. And I, I basically come right into contact with him. It, it's almost like the like a mind meld, a mind link. I, mm-hmm. I grab him and essentially point him in the right direction <laughs> to do what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Just, just turn him like a flashlight, right. and and all of a sudden, and yeah, I the, love the, the picture of this like the right weird alien sea cat just like going and grabbing this giant like amoeba thing and being like this way, Bzzzoom. right <laughs> mesh. So we we end up getting we end up accomplishing the goal. Okay, so uh, Scott, what do you think it looks like as you completely neutralize the spikes for the moment? Uh, I, I think that the mm-hmm. the arms are are uh, writhing and aggressive in the same way that they were, mm-hmm. but every time they they kind of make that that flinch to to eject one of these things that's hard to regenerate, uh, they they stick in these 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 poor wounds and so it's 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 a a bit like uh uh-huh. uh seeing yeah. a, a cat that has paws that have touched water right it's kind of flicking it flicking the little arm flicking its arm but these things will not eject they're just stuck mm-hmm. in there and there's there's like a a, a leftover sort of bluish glow uh, mm-hmm. uh outline at, in, in the the connection point of each one of these spines amazing uh, that's, that's okay, lightly cool. muting them into this arm these arms we got that we did that we did that yeah we're we're rocking through these moves that's awesome and then as a result i am going to mark the angry condition okay because i am (laughs) super super upset that not only did bisk take on this activity that was far and above what he was capable of (laughs) but he just ignored all of our training and practicing (laughs) so because we've been working We've been working on this, buddy. So it's maneuver seven, guys. You distract him. I go down and rescue people. That's that's the plan. You're the distraction. I know. I'm supposed to leave no, my team, I, but it's hard to leave the team. I, under- I love and believe in us so much, Hogan. I can't. Yeah, but, I can't but leave. We we us. do work together, we work. but you have to be careful how we I'm work. Sorry. Together. 
And when you do these types of things, then that causes me to have to come over here and our plan doesn't work out. So this, you just got to be more careful. Oh, all right, I'll, I'll be more careful. No, no it's sorry, okay. I, I, just, make, I just don't know what's going testy. on right I, now. I I'm a little bit you worried. Can, you can get... We, we, uh... I, I, there's just a lot happening right now, and I'm worried about you. I'm worried about Cole up there. I, there's just so much going on. So let, let's just move forward. Let's just keep you... going. Speaking of which, uh, Cole, what are you up to at the moment? So the two of them have just neutralized these tentacles. Their most dangerous aspect for the moment. Um, but they are coming from somewhere far below, and these may not be the only, the only ones. Uh, true, I, I do know that that limb is, you know, temporarily at least neutralized. But I'm more of a permanently neutralized kind of entity, um, and I am a redeemed. I was built for killing things, and heart of violence mm-hmm. is my starting move. Uh huh. So I want a heart of violence. This thing. Um, <laughs> so what I see happening is. <laughs> well yeah well so and, and i, I feel like back, you're just gonna like you can't shoot the things but they're still brutal monster living yeah arm things that are uh arms. Ooh, it, it, yeah it can, so it's it like a giant with like, them if it just hits you in the arm right, with so its arm. what i basically yeah. want to do is take all the, the multitude of my tiny small jellyfish looking things and mm-hmm. it's gonna i'm gonna form myself into a straight line and essentially shoot myself in a single file at the arm. And as I penetrate, I'm then going to move to there's two wide, then three wide, then four wide, and I'm mm-hmm. going to cut the arm off from the body. Okay. Now, your specific... Oh, wait, your Eye of the Storm, right? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. So, your... I think the the flavor of the move is sort of the Hulk thing, right? So the the Stormfront is more the um that's the hold me back, mm-hmm. you know, cap going, hey, like or wait, no, sorry. Yeah, um it's the, other, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. So Stormfront is is the Hulk going, hold me back, guys, you know. Uh Eye of the Storm is more like the this is definitely a powerful opponent and you need to keep your cool so that you don't like just default off into um Hulk smash. Yeah, into into that, yeah. Um, so I think as you're starting to do this, um, there's, there's the two arms, right? Um, they're having this conversation. You're getting ready to do that, and you see six more arms starting to come up towards them, and they haven't quite noticed them yet. As you're preparing, oh yeah, because we're this. just arguing at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're having that moment where the two, you know, the two protagonists are like sitting there having the argument. You just see the like, you know, like row of of Nazis coming in from the background, you know, and the, yeah, you you know that. So it's it's the other six arms of this thing uh, are starting to come up. So, uh, so yeah, do you think that? Um, well, actually, let, let let's go with the sorry, I'll cut that. So for Eye of the Storm, when you remain calm during a conflict with a powerful opponent, which I think we can all agree this is, ask your allies if they think you can prevail. So I got this, right? Guys? Guys? So the two of you see the other six arms coming up, and Cole asks you that. So do you think Cole has got this? 
Yes. <laughs> but no. No. Oh, no. No. Okay. So if... <sighs> Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it took all of us together to, to, to disable two of these arms. He wants to murder all eight of them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not trying to kill the entire creature. I'm just trying to just amputate this one arm that's currently numb from what you did. I want to take it completely out of the game so if it regains its abilities, it's stumpy, stumper stuff now. Okay. Uh, all right. Hope that, so that, that the wound does something. Okay. All right. Yeah. I th- I think you could carve off one. Uh, arm. So I, I think as a whole, possible. though, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, you're what you're going to do is you're going to mark harmony, which is basically our version of XP. Uh, so they have showed concern, uh, but you are going to take plus one forward because you've got this. I've you got know this. you've got this, even if they don't. So uh, it sounds like what you're doing is definitely uh, unleashing. So when you give in to violence, we're going to roll plus questions. Okay. So uh, we've got three questions. So first, um, are you doing this to protect your community? Yes. Okay. That's a plus one. Uh, Are you doing this because you're the only one who can? Yes. Okay. Uh, And the last one, are there really no other options? No, there are other options. Okay. Uh, So we are at a plus two for this roll. So uh, go ahead and give me a 2d6 plus two and we'll see what happens. Okay. And then uh, under my Eye of the Storm, it says that also um, I would show or I'd mark harmony and take plus one forward. So does that mean I have a plus three on this roll? Yes, it does. And that would be a 10 total. All right. Uh, That's a 10 plus. So you did the thing. Uh, So on a hit, you tear scale from skin and face the consequences. On a 10 plus, choose one. So they retaliate as indicated by the narrative. You lose ground and your opponent gains an opportunity or you lose control in a brutal and terrifying way. Uh I'm going to go with the second one that okay. I was successfully amputated that arm, but we are now surrounded by the other seven. So we're okay. That off. sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I did okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good. But uh, uh, Hogan, do you see this? Uh, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. You're angry. Well, I know I did bad, okay. but. Now what? We're surrounded. (laughs) All right. Uh, So there are seven more arms. At this point, um, you all are surrounded. Things are bad. Um, And these seven arms are swinging. Well, seven and a half, I suppose, Mm -hmm. are swinging around all over the place. So what I'd like everyone to do at this point, as you are trying to fend them off, is... um, Tell me what you're trying to do to get out of this situation. And then um, everybody, I think, is going to have to resist corruption as just the the sheer number of spikes going around and grazing you and coming across you is going to uh, potentially have some consequences for you. So how are you all trying to get out of this? Uh, so for Cole, I'm just going to try to diffuse myself as into a biggest cloud as I can. So it's, okay. you know, even if they 
take out some of me. I, I, there's enough of my collective that I'll survive. Okay. Uh, what about Bisque? Uh, Bisk is, is, uh, <clears throat> I mean, Cole tried violence and violence did not work. And, uh, so Bisk mm-hmm. is, is thinking this is yet another example that violence is not the answer. Uh, Bisk is, is going to realize that we, mm-hmm. we never attempted to try to communicate with this monstrous creature. Uh, we just, uh, snuck past it and used our powers and, and, you know, maybe it just wants, uh, not necessarily a hug. But it might be misunderstood, and at the, at the very least, uh, it it doesn't deserve our violence. It it may deserve um, us uh, absorbing its anger rather than others who cannot, and uh, then listening to it and finding out the source of its uh, aggravation. Maybe the source of of the world okay. within the echo that it came from, and it maybe just needs a hand getting back. So uh, I think uh, Bisk, rather than uh, defending okay. himself will endure right. the blows from uh, the creature. So actually for you, you'll get to do a special thing. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, and what about Hogan? What is Hogan doing? Um, it looks like Cole has sort of dispersed themselves, so they're probably going to be all right for the moment. Bisk is doing something weird. Uh, and Hogan, you've got, yeah, you've got your your long, lithe alien sea cat body thing going on with all these arms slashing around through the water uh and all of you at this point have realized that there are definitely eight of these arms so my first reaction will mm-hmm. be to use a combination of my multi-sense and telekinesis mm-hmm. Uh, using my multi-sense, I want to try to, again, like it at the very beginning of our game, establish that mental, situational awareness, hyper-awareness, mm-hmm. knowing where the arms are coming from so mm-hmm. I can just preemptively move out of the way. Right. But then combine that with my telekinesis of either pushing back at them mm-hmm. or maybe kicking up rocks or coral or wreckage or something around us mm-hmm. to add some extra level of protection and maybe also try to deflect some of the blows that are coming at bisque while he is apparently sitting there doing nothing <laughs> amazing okay uh so what i mm-hmm. so what i'd like everybody to do uh, at this point wave. except for bisque uh so both of you guys can resist corruption as you're sort of like fending off this mass of these spikes um, that's going to be on the special move sheet. Uh, it's the last one. When you are exposed to concentrated or insidious corruption, roll plus corruption mark. Now, in this case, none of you have corruption yet, so it's just going to be a straight 2d6. Okay. Does this still count the plus one forward I had from before? I don't think so. I think we are, are All right. beyond that. Yep. I got a six. Okay, that's actually uh, good for resist corruption. So on a six minus, mark harmony uh, as you sort of like hold your hold to yourself uh, and resist this corruption. Um, and if you did ha- in fact have corruption in your, in your corruption track, you could actually reduce it by one as you sort of like power through it. Uh, now, Michael, how did you do? Oh, I'm, I wasn't sure if I was included in that. Yep. My apologies. 
No worries. So you're going to go ahead and roll a straight 2d6 to resist corruption. You want to roll low. That is a 7 on the dice. Okay, so on a 7 to 9, you stave off the corruption for now, but something inside you is unsettled. Mark condition as you are being assaulted by all of these things, um, and you're sort of like dispersed to uh, to avoid the worst of it. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to go with despairing. Okay. Um, I, I diffused myself more than I have in a very long time and mm. maybe even got more so by the swishing of the arms and I've right. almost like an identity crisis for a moment where I'm, I'm too spread. Okay. All right. So you all have sort of like dealt with things for the moment. You're fending things off. You're safe for now. Um, as we get to Bisque. So you are sort of like taking the blow to try and, uh, give a was it kind of try, try, try to commune mm. through the wave uh, through the through uh, try, try to kind of open myself up through the mm. echo to 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 uh, you know understand and communicate with this creature while just uh taking its its anger and its violence because uh i'm that strong i want to be that strong mm-hmm. anchor in its life where when it's upset and flailing okay it can hammer on my chest and i will still be there for it this you, is you this is the, how the Bisque boy. solves problems. <clears throat> like uh, Bisque has the boombox, right? <laughs> it's it's playing the song. It's standing outside of this creature's yard. Okay. It's like I'm gonna love you, even though you hurt me. It's or I hurt you. Something. Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. So as all of this is going on, um, you're going to use the violence isn't the answer move. So when you endure a blow from a creature or inhabitant more powerful than you, go ahead and roll plus calm. So for you, that's going to be a plus one. Right. And we got all right. Seven to nine. So on a hit, you remain tranquil and avoid consequences. So you are able to absorb these blows and give it that moment, that space to do so. Uh, However, on a seven to nine, uh, you get to pick one of these things and mark a condition. So your words, appearance, or presence keeps your opponent's attention. Uh, those around you are distracted by your reaction to the conflict and ally gains an opportunity or your tranquility in the face of overwhelming odds inspires your allies. One ally clears a corruption. Uh, well, uh, mm-hmm. uh, strategically I'll, I'll choose that since we're not concerned about corruption, I will, uh, choose that the, uh, those around mm-hmm. me are distracted by my reaction to the conflict. It is extremely distracting. I know mm-hmm. that I've uh, pulled Hogan off of uh, doing what Hogan would otherwise want to be doing in this situation again. And uh, so I believe that I've provided an opportunity to call to okay. redouble uh, his efforts to resolve this situation. And mm-hmm. uh, the condition that I believe I'm going to mark is uh, isolated as Hogan is once again having right. to save me twice yep. in a row after having just dressed me down and had a good talk about teamwork. And here I am once okay. again exposing myself. So I believe so, I'm now isolated. Uh, from the, the arms have focused on you. They're Arcan. just wailing on Bisque um, in this moment. You've got that like tough outer skin um, and the arms are going after you. Hogan, you've got a bit of a breather as this is happening and you're sort of like 
you're you're trying to to um, push back against some of the worst blows to keep them from crushing bisque entirely um and cole we go back to you um you've dispersed yourself a little too far but now that its attention is off of you you have an opportunity to do something um you know now that there are these eight arms and um i think as this has all been happening very quickly but um as you've like you've seen more of it right because all of the different pieces of you have been around it and you start to realize that this looks very much like an octopus's arm that has been just massively grown really quickly to, to to where the skin has ripped apart and these things have come out of it but it still looks like an octopus limb um and there are eight of them and you start to think to yourself this might be one creature uh so what would you like to do now so uh, at this point i'm going to regather myself Mm-hmm. And seeing that we're no closer at this point to getting away, we still haven't found the people or the things that we're looking for. Um, I think it's a whatever it takes moment. And I'm going mm-hmm. to rush towards what is probably the center central being and see if I can hurt, damage, scare away it rather than mm-hmm. trying to fight the each arm at a time. Okay. So what does the move do? Whatever it takes. Okay, so uh, that triggers on a six minus to unleash, but it sounds like you're going to go in all in and just try and make this happen yep. to engage the, the, the threat. Okay, uh, so you're definitely giving into violence. Um, I think we've already been over the questions. You're looking at a plus two. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and make that roll to see what happens. All righty. Is this something he can use his maneuver on? Uh, and, uh- Unleash um, is a special move. Ah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a nine on the die, and if I'm still at a plus two, that's an 11. Okay. So you make it happen. So, again, on a hit, you tear scale from skin and face the consequences. Um, you get to choose one, so they retaliate as indicated by the narrative. Um, I think there, there's also you lose ground and your opponent gains an opportunity or you lose control in a brutal or terrifying way. Um, I might, I, I, I would lean personally, if it were me, towards you lose control in a brutal and terrifying way, if you're okay with that. So I like that. My, my only thought here mm-hmm. is that one's better if there's someone there to see it. And in my mind, I'm not in the sight of Cole or uh, of Hogan or Bisque because mm-hmm. I had to go deeper down to where the body was. Uh, so so the, if they can see your, I guess, psychically. <laughs> well, I mean, do, 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 do we do we just see chunks of this thing floating up? Like the devastation that you've racked and, and the so marks if, if that your jellyfish have left? Like, yeah, absolutely. Suckle marks and things? Yeah, because they, they are definitely... Um, like you all are connected and so they can see this happening and like the the times when you are like under the most stress is probably when you have the least control over like not sharing things um and so this is definitely something that yeah so they're going to be able to see and feel so recognize this is the time i told him that this happened to me definitely is happening again Mm -hmm. yeah um so 
I'm going to ask you this, uh, Scott. So Freebull and Nimble are the independent divers. Um, and they have their own uh, very unique color scheme with the phosphorescent uh, paint that they use. Um, so what colors are the, 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 the mm-hmm. paint that you see on the chunks that float up? as this creature is destroyed. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. it's like a like a purple leopard print. I mean, uh, most people go for solids mm-hmm. or, or like like even stripes, but but the the really the undulating waves kind of represent mm-hmm. a disorder uh, of of the independent minded freebull and nimble. And uh we we notice this sort of print as these these horrible wounds mm-hmm. and detritus okay. these 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 limb portions as as uh we watch in horror as cold disarms <laughs> nimble damn it wow way to turn the emotional impact into a bit <laughs> yes okay so um so yeah like cole you're you are the swarm of small jellyfish right like you can get in there and like you can rip someone or something to shreds. And in this particular instance, that's exactly what happens. Um, and I think as you're destroying this creature, right? Um, we see um, briefly before this happens, the the part of the arm that had been amputated before has started to shrivel a bit. Um, and you all are too busy to see this, but like, if we're watching the TV version of this, right, we see that thing shriveled and as it like, um, it shrinks back from this nasty, huge, overgrown black, um, version of itself. And it shrinks back into the size that it would normally be, um, like nimble was a large shark to pus, um, to begin with. Um, but this is like this is orders bigger, but as it shrinks back to it, you can see, um, like that paint come back together in like this messed up pattern. Like, you know, if you, it's like, if you, if you draw something on a balloon and then you blow it up, it like, it expands so much that you can't really see exactly what it would have been before. And that's why you weren't able to see it before. Um, but as these chunks start to like come up and you're ripping into it, the pieces, um, are shrinking back into themselves and you can see the bits of color mixed with all the, the gore as it, um, as it floats back up. Um, we have a moment where I think like, that's what we see. We don't actually see like Cole ripping into this, but we see the aftermath of that as the pieces sort of float up. Um, what is the artifact or the, the thing that you come up with that was the source of this um, corruption that was embedded or somehow like what piece of technology did they find that took them over and turned them into this thing, Cole? Hmm. Um, I, like in my mind, I see like some sort of, um, like a crystal and again not to be too on the nose mm-hmm. Netflix a dark crystal oh uh, yeah that has somehow like maybe they found it as a discovery but when they went to you know break it off the base or detach it from the mm-hmm. ground this corruption energy flooded into them 
Okay. Um, so yeah, so this, this has happened. You've had that experience. The two of you have felt as Cole enacted this horrible violence, um, and found this, this chunk, this dark crystal embedded into them. Um, I think unless there's anything specific that you want to do, this would actually be a good time to, um, sort of like have that scene of the three of you there and then cut to the sanctuary where we'll explore sort of the emotional and um, mental consequences of this. So uh, everybody can like take a nice deep breath. Okay. So we are back in this sanctuary where your, your consciousness is projected there's still a warmth coming from the water below you. There's still shadows flitting on the sand from the, the, the water above and the light above. Um, where Cole before was looking up at the, the waves and picking shapes out of the shadows what are they sharing and feeling and experiencing with everyone now? Uh, I don't have any of that wonderment. I'm not paying any attention whatsoever to the sky or to the shadows. Um, I have sort of subconsciously formed my unity into the shape of a sharktopus. Uh, mm -hmm. It's almost like I'm trying to replace that what I have taken. Okay. Um, Bisque, where before there was sort of a feeling of languid unity um, and connectedness with the others, what is Bisque now sharing and feeling and experiencing with the others here? <clears throat> yeah, having, having uh, been embroiled in such an intense argument... And uh, and then immediately, you know, made promises and immediately gone back to them to uh, Bisk's dear friend Hogan. Uh, yeah, Bisk's feeling uh, very isolated. Uh, Bisk knows that Hogan's feeling very isolated and very angry. And then mm -hmm. Bisk is feeling extremely alienated from uh, Cole for having uh, seen what happened, and also uh, horrified at at uh, Freebull as as to what we're gonna say, and also to mm -hmm. uh, to just what we've done to Nimble. And uh, that, 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 that Bisk has failed. Bisk's efforts to reach out to this creature to understand it have failed. And so spectacularly that, um, that Bisk just really feels um, mm -hmm. really separated uh, from this, this, this unity. There's no longer the single mm -hmm. cell organism kind of uh, simplicity. You just, uh, Bisk feels kind of divorced from the, the, the group and the collective. And uh, like we're having to share custody of the the, mm -hmm. the former peace and tranquility yeah. that we had is is just it's just flittered away. It's just been destroyed, and uh, all that's left is this kind of uncertainty uh, for the present. And um, you know, whereas before there was uh, not only this unity in terms of uh, the moment, but kind of a unity mm -hmm. over time. There was kind of this this timeless element of this thought. Now thoughts are really mm -hmm. rushed and very time limited. There's no thought of the of the future there's okay. no real thought of the past and it's just horror Hogan, in this where present before situation. you had sort of a, a sense of being aware of your surroundings and looking out for everyone else that had had sort of been able to be relaxed in this space 
um, sort of letting your guard down. Um, what are you sharing and feeling and experiencing with everyone now? So I still have that residual adrenaline rush kind of anger hangover mm-hmm. from those intense emotions. I'm I'm happy on one hand that I was able to get us down there without a whole lot of damage, which is kind of my core intent to protect us from danger as we're adventuring around. Mm -hmm. So I'm on one hand satisfied that I did what I was built to do, made to do, intended to do. But I do feel a sense of loss and impact that one of our own, one of our community was taken from us. And I'm wrestling with that the dueling concepts of how to react to this. Was it, is this anger that should be anger at us because we failed? Mm-hmm. Or is this anger at the ignorance of those around us that caused this to happen? It was a mistake clearly, but mm-hmm. is that, is that how we should react to this and treat this? Or is this anger at the, unknown around us that just put this point of corruption so close to home Mm -hmm. okay very conflicted okay things are not as peaceful as they once were and with that we can take another deep breath and welcome to midnight guys (laughs) Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will say that um, one of the things that we we do want to mention, um, you know, is with a lot of the one shots that we're doing because we're running a lot of games for conventions and for promo recordings uh, like this. Um, with that, it's like you've got that drive it like you stole it mentality, right? Of we set up this beautiful city and let's go in, let's let's feel some feels, let's have some stuff happen. Um, one of the things that uh, the game does that we didn't explore so much today is building up harmony in the community and healing some of uh, these things together and building up those things um, and dealing with some of these things uh, as a group and those feelings together. Um, so it it this was intense right this was a like woof but um if you do play a longer game of it you'll get those moments of like coming together talking about those feelings and and dealing with them together which is a lot of what the game is about is it's not just about the struggles and the corruption it's about how do we come together to face those cool So, so uh, the the, yes. the campaign will will <laughs> yeah. have kind of a lot of elements uh, of. It's actually worth noting trauma. that at um, Gen Con uh, in. I think it was this year. So I think it was so in Gen Con. I think twenty nineteen. Uh, Taylor actually ran a game where it was a Saturday morning cartoon version, and like the the corruption was, I think, a bully, and everybody had to get together to to teach the bullies that hey, no, we can all be friends, and it was it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Nice. 
All right, so if you're listening to this, uh, there's going to be a Kickstarter campaign or a crowdfunding campaign tied into this game. We don't have the exact details, but by the time this is on our feed, we will. So there probably was already something at the beginning that you've already listened to, but if not, check the show notes. Those will have updated information as to where you can go to support this project and or back it so that you can get a copy yourself on whatever platform end up using and whatever time in the future they use it. So uh, thank you so much, Richard, for running us through this game. Thank you to Scott and Caleb for joining me. Uh, so we'll go one more time around the horn, tell everybody goodbye, plug anything you want to plug, give your socials, that kind of thing. Uh, so Caleb, we'll start with you. Uh, thanks for playing. Thanks for listening. I have nothing to plug. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Scott. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks again, everybody out there in Radio Land. Uh, I am at G-E-O-W-T-F on Twitter. That's generally the best way to reach out to me. I uh, also am a regular contributor to uh, the Now Sayers, a weekly live stream on uh, Twitch that uh, involves us uh, <laughs> playing funny uh, fantasy civil servants. It started as a fantasy cop show called Lawful and Orderly, <laughs> and now we all lost our jobs because it turns out we're terrible at being cops. And now uh, we're, we're just sort of working other odd and end jobs and trying to get through life as regular citizens commoners in a vast magical city full of horrors <laughs> so uh tune into that or don't but uh definitely back this kickstarter because this is my second game of Ascent to midnight it's very different from the first both were really right. fun uh i look forward to the variety that would be in game number three Excellent. <laughs> uh, i assume anyone listening to this point knows who i am because you're listening to my podcast but there is a chance that you've come here only for Descent into Midnight. So my name is Michael. I'm the host of the RPG Academy podcast. We do a bunch of different show types, including trials like this one where we try out new games. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. So if you have any interest in role-playing games, we probably have a show for you. All right. So mm -hmm. Richard, one last time, who you are, anything else about the game you want to talk about to promote? So again, if there's something we didn't hit that you think would be valuable to someone evaluating whether this is a project they want to support, this is your last chance. <laughs> All right. So there are a few things that we didn't get to because we are doing a one shot. One of them is uh, as you're building the setting, you actually can draw out a community map. And there are a few moves that let you interact with that by adding uh, harmony tokens, which represent uh, like the healing and the good things that are building in the community. And of course, corruption tokens, which are things that are going bad. Um, there are also... Um, like uh like many games out there you've got advancement so there's harmony track which is sort of your xp and you use those uh to gain advancement and gain those harmony tokens uh there's also the corruption track so when you fill that up uh you create those uh corruption tokens which go into the community uh but you also gain access to special corruption moves which are very powerful but have big consequences for using them um and that's about it for the stuff that uh we didn't get to for the game um if you want to check out descent into midnight you can go and look at our twitter account which is at d-i-m-r-p-g you can check out the website at descentintomidnight.com you can check us out on facebook we don't post as much there um, um, but we do have a page. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, obviously, uh, Taylor. He's great. Taylor Labresh. He's at Leviathan Files. He does tons of 
awesome, awesome, awesome uh, game content and runs uh, Game Closet on Riverhouse Games feed. Uh, and then, of course, Rich Howard at Umbral Walker, who does lots of cool aquatic gaming stuff uh, and all sorts of other things. Um, I am Richard Kreutzlandry. You can find me at at R-K-R-E-U-T-Z-L-A-N-D-R-Y, which is my first initial and last name. Uh, I do origami art. I do game design and... Um, a, you do a lot, lot of uh you do a lot. I just blanked. I was gonna say something and I thought it was I don't know what it was. Uh so you can find me there. Uh yeah. Yeah, so I do a lot. Um so you can find me at at R K R E U T Z L A N D R Y on Twitter, which is pretty much where I live if you want to find um links to my uh origami site uh or my game design stuff. All right. So my my belief is that the Kickstarter for this will be out next year. Uh, but if, if someone manages to listen to this in the past, <laughs> we are all going to be at a catacomb <laughs> in like 58 days. But you probably already missed that. But come next year because it'll be great. It is the one of the best conventions out there. I go every year. Uh, I live in San Diego. I fly most of the way across the country to get there every year because it is awesome. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.